right, here we go. It is catching up time, and I am absolutely excited to have the folks from Emotorod joining us. Emotorod, you're saying? Who's Emotorod? These are a group of individuals who've come together, and they are championing the electric bike revolution. Not just one, they've got multiple models. They're a huge success in India. They're branching out across the Middle East and beyond. We're going to take a deep dive into why these gentlemen have jumped onto this wave, what they're doing, how they're doing it, what they're doing with Expo, how this thing called COVID-19 has had an impact on them, and more. You're going to love this conversation. We're kicking it off right now, right here on Catching Up. Gentlemen, it's an absolute pleasure to see you. How are you doing? Hi, James. Hello, James. You know, uh, when I got the email saying that, you know, we got to have this conversation, I've got to admit, I was a little bit of a novice in the world of the e-bikes. I I, I see them. There's all sorts of them. I'm here in Dubai. You guys are in India. You guys have got way more of these electric bikes going down in India than we have here. But I, I thought I kind of thought gimmicky. What you know? Uh, what is this really a, a, a substantial business? Is this really going somewhere? So then I started digging into it, and I, I found some stats from 2019 that said this was a 15 billion dollar industry estimations because it's so fragmented. It's hard to figure that out. 2020, the stats 23 billion dollars, and they figure by 2026. $47 billion industry. And then that word fragmentation jumped into it, which made me kind of go, the light went on. I just went bingo. Emotorad, this is why you guys are doing it because this is actually an industry where you could get in and upset everything that's going on. Right. And I thought, that's, I thought this is going to be a great conversation. I'm going to get inspired. I'm going to learn something. The world's going to learn something. And I, I just want to pick your brains. So well, let's get started. But People are listening and they're going, okay, Motorrad, you've got people with you. Who are they? Why don't we go around the table and literally get you to introduce yourselves and and just give give us all a little picture of what brought you to Emotorad? Because you all have very different backgrounds. Who, who wants yeah. to kick off? Adi, what is that? Yeah, yeah, why not? So, James, uh, um, um, when we kickstart, we have a completely linked up story. And that is what brought us all together. Firstly, thank you so much for inviting us on the show. It's a pleasure. Uh, we had a wonderful invitation, the one that I never received before in my life. And that got me more excited than ever to probably do this with you and really be on the show with you. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Um, uh, some uh, James, my name is Aditya Oza. Um, uh, I, have, I belong to India, but I've worked in Dubai in the past. And now I handle marketing uh, and uh, HR and admin for eMotorad. All of us co-founders handle one or two departments each. So these two fall under marketing. Um, I believe uh, I'll leave it to Kunal and Sumit to introduce themselves. Then we can come on to the story of how we started. Hi, James. This is Kunal. My full name is Kunal Gupta. Um, I am so-called the CEO of the company. Try to handle anything and everything. Any fire that breaks in, probably I am the fire extinguisher there. Uh, <laughs> have been in the mo- mobility industry for last seven years, solving India's commute problem. Now on a task to solve world's commute problem with the green mobility. 
ஆமாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்களாங்கள
we could ship the parts with the air but we maintain the promises at times when parts were not available other oems raised their hands said i cannot do wherein we sent our spare bikes your down bike beat it with you you drive my spare vehicle so that kind of trust built in the organization what we transferred to the customers that gave us a massive boost in the country when when right. i would love to add something to it james please uh, so this this replacements this this hit our pocket but this is something which has helped us build all the trust in the country when you go out check out our reviews check out the videos on youtube which consumers have been putting in has been really positive for the side also the usp being we never supply a similar kind of product to all the demographies right india is a land of varied demographies it has snow it has mountains it has beach it has everything so we have customized we have designed the products in a way that it suits all the ter- terrains possible and that is how we have been able to achieve the quality that we are providing to the market do, do you find i mean because india is huge it's it's such a a diverse market Do you find that different parts of India are more receptive to the e-bikes than other parts? Are you finding that? Yeah, that is always the case James. That is I think that is the case with the globe. Uh every single country has tier 1, tier 2 cities, metro cities. So there's a higher acceptance in metro cities where EV education is much more higher, but we're still working on educating the crowd all across the country. Wow. So James to to interest you we have orders from um, the sweetest corners of the world so Andaman Nicobar which is uh, probably between India and Japan somewhere uh, that part to Ladakh which is on China border to the southmost part so we have customers in the corners of India and I think that 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 gives so much pleasure it's very hard for us to make them get the bike because you know our deliveries don't always cover it but such customers we always make sure that you know let, let's put a bike out let's see what we have to do to do that i i want to jump back to your warranty and this whole idea that your bike goes down we've got a replacement for you is that pushing the your competitors to also rethink how they do things are you are you pushing the market with these kinds of offerings uh warranty terms actually we never innovated those were already there in the market we just stood by it we promised it we delivered it wherein other people couldn't do it mm. simple text yeah so just do what you yeah, promise can you very very interesting do story you promise uh, yeah mm-hmm. very initial days um, uh, i think we had two replacements happened on the same day and i i jumped in and i never look into operation so much but i jumped in thinking oh let's see what part has come back there were two batteries they were supposed to be replaced they came back i went to sumed and kunal asking hey what happened like why did we replace them and they said no problem it, it's perfect i'm like then why did we replace them it's like just to win the consumer trust now and, and i just stood there thinking oh wow i mean you know probably i should be caring the most about customer uh, being a marketing fella but you know i have my teammates who do that so sometimes you're just doing replacements just doing uh, checks to keep the consumer happy um, he thinks there is a problem you do the replacement sometimes there is none so i think That, that helps up the standard. There is an anxiety rather than product quality. That anxiety makes them think this product is might be having some issues, wherein product is perfectly fine. Because of some bad experiences in the past, we are addressing that. So it's not just the product we have to take care. It is the emotion associated with the user that we are addressing. Is, is James to connect with these people? We have a twenty four seven video call support. So any time any consumer faces a challenge. 
I don't think any automobile player in the world has provided that kind of a support wherein you just pick up the call, do a video call with the company wow. and get your problem resolved. And that is where the consumers trust us the most that no matter what, if the product fails, if any component fails, this company is going to stand by us on a video call. What, that, that's that's the USP. What made you decide to go with a video call system as opposed to just, you know, uh, pick up the phone or a chat bot or something like that? Why the video? <laughs> You know, James, when there's a face behind the call, I think the trust uh, increases to a much more higher level than on the call. And that, that is, that is how, that is what has played really well for us. And that is what uh, have helped us winning the customer's trust. You'll be surprised with the statistics. 93% of complaint received were education issues. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. So this is really helped. Only 7% actually got converted to warranty. Wow. That's, that's incredible. And from, from a revenue perspective, if you don't have to be replacing stuff that works so well, much cheaper to have somebody at a, at at your, your dedicated call center doing the customer relations. It's not, it's not customer service, it's customer relations and, and making it work. Fantastic. So James, as we said, uh, to take this industry from 23 billion to 46 billion to 100 billion, I think we have to burn certain money in these customer relations. And that is how we'll be able to take this industry to a much larger scale. So it's very big market gems. When we started, India was 22 million units a year on two wheel, 22 minutes, 22 million units on bicycle as well. So collectively 45 million existing industry, wherein this becomes exactly in between the cost wise and as well as the size wise. So we are addressing the right sweet spot. Is, is there, when I'm listening to you guys talking about this, super excited, there's super opportunity. India is a market that other manufacturers want and, and other service providers want to get into. You guys are there. Is, is someone might think if they're sitting in the C-suite in a, in a business situation, why not just stick with India and make that your, your sole point of, of sales, given that it is a gigantic market. What's, what's, what's the thought process going on with you guys that you are conquering India, but also looking the other way. So James, uh, India might be the largest market, but India is the toughest market as well. Uh, it is the highly price sensitive market when it comes to uh, the dem- demography and people are really finicky for the likes of automobiles, the IC engine automobiles. Uh, we have set some really high standards for the country. Right, we get really good quality automobiles in the country, and that is what people compare EVs to. Now, to get to achieve that quality and to sustain that quality is a very tough task. Uh, apart from that, adopting to adoption to EV is much more higher in any other country as compared to India right now. India is still getting educated towards EV, and India is a very tough field to play to. So we know for a fact once we conquer India, there is no country which will be tough for us to go out there and do business, and that's why India for us. One of the things that I didn't see, and, and I'm 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 just curious, are your are your is your product has it been completely engineered and and manufactured? The components are they all manufactured in India? Uh, majority of the products, around ninety percent of the product, is manufactured in India. Some products are imported. Some components are imported from the country and assembled here. Wow, that's fantastic, and. When you start thinking about the the demographics and you start thinking about your different products, what what is 
pushing your your thought what what what's the sweet spot in the ev world right now when we're looking at electric bikes james let me let me give you a start to start off with there so last three years of sales data when we talk of electric motorcycles 400,000 units sold last three years electric cars 8 million units sold now james i want you to take a call uh, on how many units of uh, e-bikes sold in last three years i have no idea i mean that i i a random, random number to it um uh, i don't know probably what 8 million 134 million units oh no come on 134 <laughs> wow <laughs> So we are in a gigantic market when it comes to e-bikes. Of course, the adoptability with cars, with uh, uh, motorcycles are soon to come. Uh, but e-bikes in uh, three different in the, uh, world type in developed countries, very fastly adopted, really good markets, good competition as well. In the developing countries, it's a very tough market because awareness levels are just reaching their products quality are just reaching their, the trust level need to be built in. Uh, and then the uh, de- uh, underdeveloped countries, it's going to happen with time. So uh, we realized that we did very well and in uh, the country which was hardest to crack in. So we thought, why not go and eat a bit of pie in other countries as well? Um, we figured out that certain countries that uh, suited us demographically, that gave us the exposure to the world, uh, that's the reason uh, we probably stepped out in a couple of countries now. So as we speak, we are already in India and Nepal because of similar demography. Um, we are present in UAE and UAE, the sole, sole reason is it's the gateway to the world now. So of course, and um, uh, as we speak, we are already lo- uh, have our, had our soft launch in Japan and um, we, we will be doing a full promo launch uh, in the months to come. We are currently available in Japan if anyone wants to buy it. It's by the name of Explorer and Glider. You can also book it off our websites. Uh, and we are planning more expansion till March 2021. So some really exciting news to come from okay. our site. Yeah. So I, I find this interesting because when I look at India, that is a hot market for electric bikes. But the UAE where I am is not a hot market. I mean, it's a, it's a much different market. How, how does that change the way you present these products to the consumers? So James, um, just will give you my experience. A week back, I was there present at the expo, uh, presenting our products to the to varied set of people right from UAE. Uh, we understood the fact that every single country or every single human is taking this product in a different way. Uh, while in India, people look at it as a commute use case. While you went to Dubai, people started using it as a fun product. They, 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 they just loved standing on it and going for a ride. They, they were just having fun. So we sold a lot of units in UAE very recently. And when we asked people, are you going to go to office from this? Or are you going to actually commute from this? Their answer was, no, I'll go, I'll take it for a Sunday ride. I'll take it for my Thursday, Friday rides. I'll go, I'll go have fun with it. And that is how the market is going to change from a fun product to a commute product to a regular use case. I think Dubai is in the most initial stage. stage. But what it does is a lot of people from across the globe keep visiting Dubai. And that is where it becomes a showroom for us to the world, right? Uh, people come there, experience the product and probably take it back to their countries. Actually, I want to I come back to Expo, but I want to I jump back to something you just said. Is, is the lot there when we talk about public transport so I want to fire into public transport we get 
we've got a lot of people here in Dubai who obviously are commuters. You, yes. You've been here, you know, you've seen yes. the roads. But we've also got a lot of people who are using public transport. Your product fills that nice little gap of the last mile to the yeah, office. Is, yeah. is that something that you're actively working on explaining and trying to get people like here, like the public transport providers, the RTA, to accommodate your product on the transportation vehicles? So, uh, James, we have a product which is called Tribble. It's a tri-folding bike. It works like a suitcase when you're not using it. So you can actually drag it in a metro or any mode of commute you're uh, traveling to, and you can pick it up back and drive it drive it on the road. So it's it's as simple as to use on any last mile commute. Wow. So this uh, and government uh, as a, uh, RTAs um, um, of uh, of Dubai uh, have been very supportive in the initiatives that have come through. Uh, we really look forward to for them to be massive because this is a, a, a mindset changing, generation changing, a technology adoption process is going to take time. And we really expect a lot more to happen from the government side and also from the startup community to keep supporting government with new initiatives, new ideas, new things. So I believe there is a lot of things that are going to come hand in hand together for this to be a massive success. Oh, wonderful. So tell me a little bit about about Expo. How did that all evolve? How did you guys get involved with Expo 2020? Uh, James, first of all, as an EV company, Indian EV company, we are the only company who's right now present in uh, the Dubai UAE market. Uh, and that is how uh, we got the opportunity to actually present at Expo. Uh, the first opportunity we got, we grabbed it with both our hands. There's so much of crowd. There's every single country present. There's, there's so many people present there. And we're like, we, we have to give our best. We actually announced the launch of three new models uh, in Dubai Expo. And we got a lot of, lot of interest from various countries, right? From uh, Canada to US to Philippines to where not. Every single country has been coming there to us to open our branches in those countries, to open dealerships in those countries. And that is how the experience has been. We, we got to give test rides to almost all the countries across the globe. And that is what the biggest experience has been. Dubai, uh, I, I believe every single, uh, every, every single consumer has to go once and experience that expo and understand what the globe is doing and what, what technology products are there available in the market. It, it's beautiful. One of the, one of the things that becomes on, on the minds or one of the things that is on the minds of many people people who are in the manufacturing industry, many in the sales industry, are the effects of COVID. How have, how have you guys dealt with this in your supply chain, in your marketing, etc.? How has COVID impacted on you guys and your industry? Um, so James, I think this, is, this has been a great opportunity for us. Uh, not saying COVID was a good thing, but the cycling market, the e-bike market has picked up 10 folds after the COVID. And this has been, this has impacted us, uh, our business in a very, very positive way. Although the supply chain has been impacted a bit, the costs have gone up, but the, uh, but the demand has also gone up like 10 folds. Everyone has been cycling post COVID. Everyone wants to get fit. Everyone wants to get into something which is cleaner. There was a lot of EV education, which happened back in 2020 across the globe, which has pushed our market to, a, to the next level. And it has been a very positive side for us to uh, be in this space, be in the space which has been uh, blooming, which has been growing because of the COVID impact. So, um, James, also very interestingly, uh, we started uh, amidst the COVID itself. I mean, we were planning for it, did not expect this to happen. 
but by the time we were ready to go to market it was already the covid was there um we were scared we were uh, of course we were figuring out you know will it work shops are closed things are not people are not going out how is it going to work out so now we talk a lot about it very proud of it but we were shit scared back then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a particular number of units for a very peak season in india it's called the diwali season sure. uh, which has the highest automobile sales always so we were hoping that by that season we should be able to sell the most of it uh, we didn't realize what a response we got from the market i mean we were really thankful to god for that and of course to our customers um before that season could even start two months prior to that we sold out everything and we had nothing to sell on that season itself oh man that, that's a great thing and a horrible thing it's <laughs> <laughs> a horrible thing as well as you were mentioning the challenges of covid these were the challenges demands were inconsistent you were ha- you were having the uh, the growth not like an exponential curve it was completely sinusoidal wave you were on and off all the time your supply chains were impacted even though you have orders you have taken money you are not able to deliver because some part of the country is outbreak in covid you don't deliver there logistics are not functioning they are taking longer routes international ocean freights are touching yeah. sky availability of vessels was a challenge availability of container was a challenge so the positive side yes demand actually picket pop actually were high but at the same time they were not willing to pay out extra penny for that particular uh, getting the product wherein our cost were very high with respect to international shipment with respect to domestic shipment with respect to cost associated to run the plant you were not supposed to run with 100% of your capacity you were supposed to run with 50% of capacity at times you were completely off for 2 3 weeks so these were the other sides of the challenges we definitely had a very uh, bumpy road we have all made through and we have established the brand if if you and can the worst part james was we also had teammates who lost lives uh, who, who had uh, seen lives lost in their families the impact that had on us uh, it was very important for us to stand by them to make them understand and realize i mean this is something nobody can help yeah. um, um sumed himself uh, interestingly was in icu for almost 10 days sumed is it um yeah. and we were very hopeful but unfortunately he's still with us <laughs> 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 no but yeah sumed has been through the worst of covid himself uh, and it was very hard uh, to see the impact on the actual life of people of course the business side can always be taken care of at time um but personal losses the the fact that you guys and and Samit, I'm really happy to hear that that you've you've come through things and and you're 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 recovering and recovered if, if, the message that you guys have just given is that from a business perspective working in very extreme conditions has tested your business allowed you to be nimble and change things which can only be good when times are good you're going to be right. very flexible to read what's going on and be able to make those changes where again when we talk about this fragmented industry some of the you know some of the big names we know who they are those yeah. guys not necessarily as flexible because of yeah. the way their business runs so that that's really it's got to be really exciting for you guys it, when you sit down and chat we are very excited yes what has been a blessing in disguise for us james one of the other <laughs> things i'm really interested in is bicycles are old school technology and the e-bike is a new school technology well a marrying really truly a great example of internet of things technologies yeah. how how do you see some of the innovation that you're pushing 
materializing and and what can you imagine this these these vehicles are going to look like in the near future where extreme changes can take place in technology so the best part uh, of, of uh, the startup e and what we believe in here is the agility as you rightly said and uh, we anticipate change and we prepare for it rather than resisting it so internet of things as you rightly said is the next innovation what em is bringing in next 8 weeks because we are already investing into internet of things and that the bike will look like there will not be any display or instrument cluster or any information system on the bike your phone will become an information system to you all the bike inputs right from locking and locking things will happen in the phone now what is there in the future so that is something nobody can anticipate but one thing which we are very uh, very fond of is or what we are very uh, strongly believe in is we don't associate ourselves with single form factor of mobility which is e bike tomorrow if there is any innovation which lot of labs lot of research lot of scientists are working through there is different form factor of mobility maybe instead of bldc motor we are shifting to radial plugs instead of the lithium ion batteries we are going to solid state batteries we will be the people who will experiment at the first india as adi said we experimented with dual suspension bike it has two suspensions in india the common notion is nobody drives two suspension vehicle we went and tried this is what it is happening this is what is a new innovation in the bike we must introduce we did it in india people are not habitual for 20 inch size of uh, tire we launched it we are successful with it so we are not shying out from experimenting it because we are startup we have that flexibility with us so to conclude or to give that message we are definitely not associating ourselves with just one form factor if there is evolution in the form factor we will be the people who will be shouting out at it we will be the people who will be experimenting it with respect to technological innovation how the future look like the future look like as connected vehicle solution hmm. connected vehicle you are connected you are through continuous your phone you are connected with the vehicle that is how we look at it with the technology what what sumit here mentioned is uh, tomorrow if you give a e bike to your kid and he's going to school you can geofence it from your phone so if he steps out of the geofence you get to know you can set timings on the time when he rides it you can probably book a ride with kunal in a city where you would stay together uh, plan it off out for a sunday give a call out and probably me and sumit can join you as well when we see that so all this community aspect is going to come in of course a lot of so uh, we believe that the commute has to be reliable that has happened with us now uh, it has to be uh, adoptable so we are now trying to adopt to different region different people their needs and then the technical aspect comes in where the growth happens high uh, exponentially um, when we talk about computer systems you see the 90s were more about you know getting a reliable system that gives you the 80s were more about in fact the correct answers in the first place and getting to uh, then it came about making it easier for people to use giving them applications that actually can make their lives easier so um, i think we have done that as well now um, with time to come i think we will be able to adopt and innovate in different spaces like um, now we coming up with the suitcase bike already in uae uh, i think there a lot of innovation that can come through 
that, that that can just blow our mind off. We are right now also innovating a lot in cargo delivery segment. So James, you mentioned that you know UAE is not the market, but who's delivering your all your food every day? I <laughs> well, mean, that's coming on cargo bikes. That I think that was when I was reading about the cargo solutions. Because absolutely, yeah. I mean, I live in the suburbs in Dubai. If there, if you can have a suburb. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and, and a, there's a lot of folks riding around on yeah. electric scooter things. And, and I think it's kind of like, I'm just looking at, at, at your bikes here. It's kind of like, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. The delivery yeah. guys. Yeah. And, and they, I, I noticed that the charge issues that they do have some charge issues because I, I see them running mm-hmm. out at certain parts and I noticed they're not really made for carrying cargo. So when you mentioned mm-hmm. a, you're coming out with with a bike that's geared more towards cargo, and I'm started looking up at your battery stuff, and a, you're looking at different ways of of powering okay. things, and you're you're willing to move. I thought, wow, this is this is a, yet another segment, again, very also very much influenced out of India, that is not necessarily being satisfied in other areas, and I could okay. see it being very very easy to take that up here. Also, James, talking about the innovation, you never know when EM comes up with self-driving, self-balancing bikes in the next five to seven years. AI is coming into play. We never know if you're working on that technology. So yeah, the future looks bright with these bikes. Talk to me a little bit about batteries though, because the, the, and charging, what, what are, what's, how do you sell that in that, you know, that, that can take time. There can be a time issue there. The, the duration of the charge, what what that's got to be a big question on people's minds see when you are using e-bike for a personal commute recreation purpose charging is not really an issue you can take out any time two hours and three hours your vehicle is 70 80 percent charged if you take out three and a half hours it is 100 percent charged okay so that is something where you can charge at any point you can charge it at the socket next to you just like a laptop so for a personal commute angle, recreation angle, that is not a problem. When it comes to a cargo solution, then it plays a role. How much, how soon you can do this? So when you are doing this, so there are two ways we are addressing this problem. First thing is increasing battery capacity, which will give you a very long range. And second thing is coming up with battery charging stations, wherein you can charge the spare batteries and you can swap it. So your charging time is irrelevant with respect to driving your effectiveness of your fleet. If you are having 100 vehicles doing delivery, so you cannot take out 8 hours from every vehicle for charging, 6 hours from every vehicle for charging. So the solution there we are working is battery swapping stations and battery charging stations, which will keep all the vehicle up and running all the time. That is the solution we are coming with. If you get into a tech where you start charging your battery with the fast charges, high amp charges, it will reduce the lifespan, which will high on pockets for delivery guys. Ah. And if you implement fast charging for your personal use case, you're unnecessarily building the cost. So it's a very simple solution, James, at the moment. For your personal vehicle, it doesn't require a fast charger. For your cargo vehicle, fast charger will not solve your problem in long run. So... On your delivery vehicles, we are working with swapping stations. I think that's a, an issue that you've explained it very well. The, the whole idea of fast charging, but there's a cost to that, and that's the lifespan of of those products. and And I love the idea of the swapping stations. I mean, it it just makes so much sense, right? And, and that's right. But uh, James, you're also coming up with every e bike chargeable at any point you want. 
So if you ride up to your uh, um, uh, studio, you can probably plug in in there. And if you go to the cafe next door, you can plug it in there. So it's, it's, it's about being accessible and to have the access to battery charging anywhere and everywhere. Um, probably, I think that's going to be a big game changer as well alongside what Sumit mentioned. Guys, I, I'm in Dubai. You know that. I haven't been to Expo 2020 yet. How do I see your bikes at Expo 2020? Where do I go look? Where am I going to find them? Now you have to go to the India Pavilion, James. And we are really proud and happy to announce that we are the only EV company from India hey, who has its product placed at Indian uh, Pavilion. Hey, congratulations, guys. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much. So you will find it as, uh, us at India Pavilion, uh, James. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am looking forward to it. Wait, you guys must do some crystal ball gazing. I know we've talked around this and you've talked about all sorts of change and 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 how you never know what's going to happen with technology and, and this, that, and the other thing. But looking back five years at what you were doing, each of you looking back at five years at where you were, what you were studying, what you were doing, where you are today – what do you think is going to come in the next five years for you guys? Why don't we go around the table just to give you a little chance to think about that? that that's a very interesting question, James. <laughs> I think flying two-wheelers. So I've gone from petrol two-wheelers to electric. Now I want to fly. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that. I don't know. <laughs> See, uh, practically speaking, James, I believe adoption and working on market maturity is something which we believe we will be the key people. I always remember Adi comes and tells us one thing when back in 1970s or 80s where uh, Japan, in Japan, there was one big company that's still big company, Sony, that CEO came and told everyone, boss, uh, we have to make Japan known for quality, not just our company. And that's how he comes and says, boss, our vision is to make the mobility name of India, country, in the world of EV market, not just our company. So I believe the model more and more people, more and more entrepreneurs should come uh, join us or compete us, but work in EV market and make India known for quality and make India known for giving the right kind of products. Fantastic. I think, James, um, um, from a very practical perspective, um, uh, we should be the players who help not just the developed countries and the country with big money, but also underdeveloped and developing countries adopt to EV. Um, we want to play a very big role there. Um, a lot of the business that we do is not uh, something that every businessman in the world would have done because it's uh, we, we do it from a lot of sense of capturing the market. We do it from the sense of how it's going to be in the future. But there's a lot that we're trying to do for African continent as we speak, uh, as we said today. I mean, it's it's far-fetched. We are still uh, in the R&D for them developing things and uh, coming out with products. Uh, so uh, we see a big role to be played to help the entire globe come to uh, uh, to make them uh, shift to the EV space altogether. The reason is if they all don't, we are still causing, we are still fighting the same monster of global warming. And I think we have... Uh, we all have a big role to play each and every individual right from making our daily choices to probably coming up with a company that could probably change the world. I think there's so much to be done and I see us to play our small, big role wherever possible in that. Yeah. You, you guys still really have a quite a small company. Am I correct? When I, when I'm looking at it, I mean, it's, it's a small company doing very big things. A small company with a very big vision, James. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one other thing, and, and I mean, I, it looks are de- deceiving because we all look so young, but 
do you do you get folks when you walk into those meetings and look you guys are all very well very knowledgeable you know your product you're you're well tested with things but do you ever walk into the room and they they kind of look and say you guys look a little young to be doing all this do you ever get do you ever get that always how do you deal with that how do you like how do you deal with that because it's it's instantly you've got to prove more than the person who's been working in whatever field forever who might not be nimble might not really know about this 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 product and the future and the possibility yet you've now got to do that extra proof because oh you're the young guys oh you're the new guys on the block you're the it's problems. always about That's what we are doing and what we are speaking, uh, then how we look. And India has been uh, creating a lot of young entrepreneurs who's changing the world all over the globe in uh, in different products. So I think we get the benefit from that. And our product speaks for itself. We don't have to go out and present us. Uh, our product is the face and it, it has to be that way. This is true. We, have we always get compliments for having a very young team. So probably you'll see our teammates. Uh, I mean, we have a tremendously young team. And we believe that we are in a space where you won't find people with 20 years of experience. I mean, that's not possible. The EV space was not there as big as it is yeah. uh, 20 years back. So we are in a space where we have to find the right talent with the right amount of experience and the right amount of uh, uh, passion. So, um, uh, you know, we always discuss this in our meeting, James, and we say, our, we, we, what have we not t- spoken about? A lot of people with different skills, but we need to find the people with passion because they are going to change this industry. And we're just looking for them every day of the week, trying to find the right matches here and there and make it work. So yeah, definitely. I, I get that a lot, James, you know, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it does happen quite often. It's true. Two things have changed us. One is the team, what we have and infrastructure, what we're sitting at. And the second thing is product. People don't trust people say, oh, you're young guys. You've just been here for a couple of years, for a few years. How do I trust you? All those questions, what you're saying, you're bang on the point. It happens. But the moment they see the product, they come and see the infrastructure. They see, come and see the culture, what we have built in the company. That is something which actually then makes a cakewalk for us to go through. Fantastic. And that's invaluable. That's invaluable. Yeah. We've had a great chat, guys. What have I missed? What, am, what have I not asked you about that you need to tell me about? There are so many different things, different aspects of a country you can see when you come down here. Also, from the mobility perspective, I think you'll get an idea of uh, there's a drastic change in mobility when it comes from a metro to, uh, uh, you know, a suburb to probably uh, a town in the country. So I think there's so much to, to look at. So going to ride our bike in Dubai. I want the pick of yours with yeah. the bike. And experience of 30 seconds what you went. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to go down Expo 2020. I'll go and yeah, visit. Uh, we it's do have a showroom there, James. How about you hit up to our showroom once? Where's your showroom? Give me give us the details. Uh, it's in, uh, it's in downtown Bay Area, Business Bay Area. Okay. Cool. So oh. we'll get it we'll get the team connected to you Sounds and great. hopefully get one bike for you. Yeah, we'll look Very it up soon. and we'll go we'll go give it a ride. We'll go give it a ride yeah. around the canal. That'll be fun. Oh, I absolutely look forward to the opportunity to meet you guys in person, whether you're coming this way or whether we're somewhere in between. But I'm really excited about what you're doing. And when we talk about and, and you mentioned it, uh, Kamal, you, you mentioned it. We, we've got to do things to fix our environment now. And that requires us to change the way we think. Right. And this is a great way to change that way we think. And and I know that there are some statistics that talk about, well, why are people on 
on, you know, electric vehicles and the, the majority of them, you know, there's a small group of people who might say, well, I go for electric because, you know, I'm not really that fit, but that's quite a small group. It's, it's enhanced experience. It's the time, it's convenience. It's that last mile, all of these reasons. And you guys are right there and, and playing in the field to change it and thinking about how are we powering these things and thinking about how do we link in what everyone's carrying around with them, the mobile phones, how do we link that into this product? And how do we make it sexy for people to say, I want one of these instead of a car, or I want one of these instead of a motorcycle. This is where I want to go. And I, so I'm really excited what you're doing. And really, I see the excitement and the pride that you're the only EV operator at Expo 2020 at the India Pavilion. That's spectacular. Guys, this is, this is, look at the smile on the face. It's like, <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. And, and I'm looking at your faces. You know, this is, it's, it's really, really yeah. been a pleasure to speak with you. And you've, you've really taught me a lot and taught our listeners a lot. Thank you very much, guys. And there we go. That was our conversation with the folks over at Emotorad. Who doesn't want to get an electric bike now? And what a company. Wow, is all I have to say. Wow, if you're in Dubai, head over to Expo 2020. They are in the India Pavilion. They're in Business Bay. Go and have a ride. Once you get on one of these bikes, you're not going to want to get off. www.emotorad.com E-M-O-T-O-R-A-D.com Check it out. Let us know what you think. Thank you very much for hanging out. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to do it all again really, really soon. My name is James Pikeway. You've been listening to Catching Up.